The views expressed on this podcast do not It's time to engage in the airstrike. The Teresa Kanzi airstrike. Listening to the Teresa Kanzi Airstrike. Ibo, this is episode 8. Wow. Welcome to the Teresa Kanzi Airstrike podcasting from Cape Town, South Africa, the most beautiful city in the country. The Ivula Land on the Ivulandi city. Yeah, it is episode 8. Thank you very much for tuning in. Please, in order to not miss out on new episodes, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Welcome, 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 welcome. Of course, I'll tell you what I'm Pito Musimoning about, and I'll give you my 90-day fiancé review. Namtanje, tizokalangendo is serious. Indo a very serious apagum. We black people spend all our lives trying to live up to white people. Elinga taskoreti for the conversation. Because we need to look ourselves in the mirror. And that is a very difficult activity for a lot of us. And in my opinion, the people who struggle with this a lot is our elders. For example, if you try to show a black elder that they took a wrong turn, they become very offended. body language understand. And they will never account when they are in the wrong. This is what we struggle with as black young youth who at times need to hold our elders to account. Black parents send their kids to white schools for a better education. And yet, the very same black parents went to black schools and they became doctors, business people, great managers, fantastic teachers, some became scientists, etc., etc. Why is it that we people in the black community find it very difficult to create our own schools and make them world-class schools? Why are we finding difficulty in doing this? Because Afrikaners do this very well in South Africa. They did so a couple of years ago. They started to build a university of their own. The primary language will be Afrikaans in that university. And guess what happened? There was an outcry from the black majority here in South Africa saying that, no, this is discrimination. Discrimination how? They are a community of people who belong in South Africa. They decided they are going to build their own university without the help of anyone such as the government. And of course, no one had the problem with Afrikaners building the school. The problem started when, how? Now the school is close to completion and they're going to start to enroll students. Now all of a sudden, there's an outcry. 
let's build our own things as black people. Black people move to white suburbs for a better life. Yeah, we do this. We have been doing it since the dawn of democracy. We move to white suburbs. And then what happens is that once there's an influx of black people in white areas, white people, they move on. And then we black people become offended. Why do you get offended when white people do not want to mix with black people? I'll tell you why we become offended. We become offended because white people are our role models. This is the truth we do not want to accept. White people are our role models. When you have a role model, you go everywhere your role model goes. You follow your role model. That's what you do. Your goal is to become that person or better than that person. We are not ready to face this truth as black people. We are not. And when a black person such as myself points this out to you, then you are going to become very offended and you are probably going to swear at me and throw all kinds of lovely words and gestures my way. And Gemnage, undermined, you can go ahead. I am cool with that. Self-introspection is very important. Whenever there's a new establishment that is frequented by white people and they chill there, they have the time of their lives, and then you become interested, you also want to be part of that vibe. And when you get there, you can see, but no man, uh, people are not feeling your presence. But anyway, they tolerate your presence. Okay, it's fine. It's only you. How? And then months later, how? Now there's 12 of you. Hmm. How? A few months later, four, five months later, how? Now there's 30 of you. And then you start noticing that, uh-uh, man, the number of white people in this establishment is starting to decline. Where are all the white people going? Now you want to find out where are all the white people going. Why do you want to find out where all the white people are going? Why? It's because you are chasing after your role models. White people are your role models. Do not deny this. You want to be in their shoes. You want to be in their house. You want to be in their clothes. You want to rub their dog. You want to eat their food. You want to speak their language the way they speak their language. Myself included. And I'll tell you why. A lot of us black urban youth, we had no choice but to be indoctrinated into this ideology of trying to live up to white people. We knew no better. Our parents sent us to these Model C white schools and integrate with white people. They sent us there and we assimilated to whiteness, to the white lifestyle. We knew no better. We were just kids. And then when you came back home and you spoke your English in a colored accent, what is is speaking English like a white person. Have that white accent when you are speaking English. We were groomed from a young age as black kids to assimilate into whiteness. We became indoctrinated 
into whiteness. We can't deny this. Our elders had a role to play because probably in their minds, they were trying to create a level field between black people and white people. They wanted to create this equality, not understanding the damage that it causes in the long run. And the damage is psychological because they were setting a benchmark and that benchmark was white people. White people are the benchmark. Let's not deny that. We reinforce the white benchmark each and every day when we speak English in a proper English accent. When we go to our workplaces and engage with white people in a posh English accent. That's what we do every day as black people. We reinforce whiteness. We reinforce the white benchmark. And white people did not ask you to do all of these things. Honestly speaking, white people go about their day doing their thing with their own people, having a lovely time, living in their white bubble. That's what they do. They mind their own business. It is us black people who want to get into that white bubble or we want to burst that white bubble and ask white people, why is it that you don't want to integrate with us? Come on. We live in a rainbow nation. Come to our kasi. Hang out with us kasi and check out our vibe. Majority of white people do not want to do that. And it is their democratic right to not want to integrate. Why force them to integrate? It's because we have this psychological need of being accepted by white people. That's what's going on. You can swear at me as much as you want. I am doing a black self-introspection on your behalf. Accept this truth. The moment we start accepting this truth is when we're going to start to change our ways as black people and just live our lives like the piano people. Our fellow South Africans who are doing their ama piano thing, they're just doing it minding their own business. You see what happens when you mind your own business. When you mind your own business and you're having fun, you're having the greatest time of your life, everyone wants to join in and have as much fun as you are having. No one tries to be the next black person living a kasi when they enter that Amapiano vibe. You just go there because you want to have fun and have the best time of your life. You don't go there because you want to assimilate to the Amapiano lifestyle. Or get yourself indoctrinated into the Amapiano lifestyle. So why is it you do it when you see white people? Why do you want to become white when you see white people having the best time of their lives? You don't even think about changing who you are when you enter that Amapiano lifestyle. You never compromise yourself. You're just there to do you and enjoy this Amapiano vibe and then go back home to a nice life. You assimilate into that white lifestyle. Your accent changes to fit the white group that you are with. But when you are chilling with the guys Amapiano, you don't change your accent and all of a sudden have that black English accent and then do those gassy mannerisms when you're with the Amapiano gang. You don't. You are yourself. Do you get the point that I'm trying to make across? I hope you do. These are my own observations from my own lived experiences.
I hope that one day we as black people will be ready to talk about this at length and see the way forward. Batanda uku sense is banga. Sibaniki excess kunkizi yozetu. Ow. Sibona se kudalanga yo mama. Ow. But it's like kuzoba strong. Umcholo ya sinisa. Diamond, Safangum Jolo on the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike. This song is dedicated to each and every person who is in a relationship right now. Do not worry, Kuzolunga, Okaliwedwa, Wonge Umtu Nyiswangum Jolo. We move on. Don, don, don. On the count of three, you can open your eyes. One, two, three. Ooh. Ah, ooh, mm, ah, ooh. 90-day fiancé review. Okay, I'm going to start off with Kalani and Asuelu. Kalani is 32 years old and she is from the USA and Asuelu is 25 years old. He is from Samoa. We first saw this couple in the previous season of 90-day fiancé and we got to know of the family dynamics within that relationship. Kalani has got a good relationship with her parents and she's got a very intimidating father. That guy intimidates me. Kalani's father wants to sort out everything using nothing but his hands. (laughs) He is ready to punch the sense out of anyone. That's how he solves things. And Asuelu's family have always been about the money. They just want money from Asuelu and Kalani. That is what was happening in the previous season of 90 Day Fiancé. In this current one, we are yet to see a glimpse of Kalani's father. 
And what's been happening is that Kalani's sister is going to move in with them for about a month. These are the news Kalani told Asuelu when they had a little lunch. And Asuelu told Kalani that, look, man, I am a changed man and I am trying to show you that. Okay, I hope you realize this. But you could see in Kalani's face that she is just not convinced. She thought that this whole thing was just too good to be true. And she did point out her reasons why she thinks so. Because it's not the first time that Asuelu would cry and say that he is changing. There's just something behind that. He probably wants something from her. And the couple is planning on getting a new home together. They're planning on purchasing a home. Even though Kalani had said that they couldn't really afford to purchase a home. But she feels that this is something that they need as a couple. And it will make Asuelu feel like a man in his own home. That's why she wants them to purchase a house as a couple. In my opinion, I do hope that they get their own home so that both of them as a couple can get a peace of mind, especially for Asuelu. Look man, being a man with your own family and then having to live under another man's roof really does take a knock on your ego as a man. It makes you feel a little bit worthless. So if they would move to their own home, that's when Asuelu will probably take up the role of being a husband and a man of the house. So I hope the couple really purchases a home for themselves. Another thing that I want to add is that I can pick up that the age difference between Asuelu and Kalani is also a big factor in their relationship. Not only in their relationship, but also in the relationship Asuelu has with his mother and his sister. You saw the mess that happened in the previous season between Kalani and Asuelu's sister. It is something that Asuelu needs to sort out as a man. But because he is pretty much the last born in his family and he has to deal with his older sister, I just feel that this is something he's struggling to deal with. Because it seems even his own older sister doesn't really take Asuelu as a man with authority. So now, what could happen when Asuelu and Kalani get their own home? How will his family's relationship with Kalani be after they get their own home? Would they feel entitled to Asuelu's home and try to bully Kalani in her own home? These are the scenarios that I'm thinking about in my head based on the behavior and character of Asuelu's family, especially his sister and his mother. I guess that is something we will have to look out for. Ingaba indoda yako iyafonyoza kho kanisenza izinto zasebusuku. Ukuba ufuna iphele lento yakhe yokufonyoza. Thenga i-antifonyoza tablet. I-antifonyoza tablet contains the zecamidol ingredient that's clinically proven to reduce ukufonyoza. Ka upakela indoda yako i breakfast and supper. Uzunyagatise i antifonyoza tablet. Mzuzwana, mzuzwana, uzoyeka, ukubayikuku. There you have it. If indotayako ya fonyoza, tenga i antifonyoza tablet is opela yonke londo. I continue my 90 day fiance review. And the couple I am focusing on right now is Angela and Michael. Angela for me is the series favorite. 
Okay? She delivered yet another hilarious scene. This time around, Angela went for another medical examination with a different surgical doctor. And this particular doctor specializes in skin reduction and liposuction. So Angie Ange went into the examination room and there went in this Ghanaian doctor. You could see in Angie's mind, she's thinking, oh, wow, what a tall, dark and handsome African man. And then, yeah, no, she got hot flashes, bruh. She was blushing all over that room. She was blushing all over that Ghanaian doctor. (laughs) And this made me realize something, that towards the end of this particular season, when they have a couple's tell-all, Michael will see that scene of Angela getting a medical examination from a Ghanaian doctor and how she was blushing at the guy. And Michael is not going to like that. He's going to get very jealous. In the previous episode, Michael pointed out that one of the reasons he feels that Angela wants to do weight loss surgery is because she wants to look sexy for another man. Because Anditi right now, They haven't seen each other for about eight months. Angela is in the US. Michael is in Nigeria. So his insecurities will flow back. Angie was just weak at her knees when that Ghanaian doctor was examining her body. Take a listen to this. Well, Angela, how are you? How are you? Dr. Ali, nice to meet you. Hi, Natasha. I'm nervous. You're nervous? Don't be nervous. So where are you from? I was born and raised in Ghana. You smell good. (laughs) Come on, Ange. Get yourself together. When I first seen Dr. Obain, my first impression is, are you married? (laughs) (laughs) These are too handsome to be my daughter. Wow. I have a big, tall, built doctor that's from Ghana. Michael is not going to like like that. Side by side, Nigeria. And his name is Michael. I don't know if the universe is trying to give me a gift or get my ass in trouble. (laughs) You'll get into trouble. You met with Dr. Kashani. Yes. And I know that he's going to do the surgery for you to lose weight. After surgery, after you lose weight, you're going to have more loose skin. And that's where I come in. Okay. Okay. I'm going to step outside. I want you to change into a gown. Okay. I will come and I will examine you. I'll look ah. at your arms, your breasts, your tummy. Ah. <laughs> talk about some of the things that will be She's needed to be done. And you like to laugh, huh? Even though he's my daughter, I wasn't expecting him to see my boobs and, and you know, medically fondle them. Now, what kind of shit am I supposed to do now? Well, she's wet. Okay, you ready? Uh, yes, sir, I'm ready. Okay, Nervous. good. Nervous. Don't be nervous. I'm going to examine you, okay? (laughs) After you lose your weight, after Dr. Kashani is done with you, you're going to lose about 40, 50 pounds, okay? Or even more. It depends on how disciplined you are. When you lose all the weight, this face will just come down. And I already see somewhere here already. That's, I hate that. This is going to get worse, okay? You're going to have more loose skin. Your breasts will sag more, okay? I'm going to examine you, okay? So I'm going to take a look. I'm not going to remember when I leave this room. Oh, you're going to remember these. <laughs> I can say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we'll do one breast at a time. 
I'm gonna blush now and put my shades on. She's <laughs> blushing, bro. There's a bunch of sun coming out. Let's cover one breast. Oh God, this is embarrassing. I started getting all blushy and stuff, but I had to realize I'm married. That's not my husband. <laughs> God. They're pretty though, aren't they? So what I'm gonna do? Aren't they pretty though? They are very beautiful. To be saggy. <laughs> Michael is not going to like the fact that Angie was flirting with her doctor. Are you about to host a party at a club, chisanyama, or restaurant, and you want to DJ with mad skills? Well, book Tulisa Kanzi for a lit DJ performance and hear something like this. Tulisa.kanzi at gmail.com and let's get the party started. All hail for the Lord Commander of Complaints. No, the North Africans, they are always bullying everybody. Always. They bully referees, they bully everybody. They don't want to lose. They are going to lose tonight. We beat them fair and square. Do we want to justify how many times Kerchis win with the, with the referee's mistake? The Baroka players disrespected Madisha, which was not good. And most especially is the players who are on the bench, who are sitting there. They're disrespecting somebody who's playing whilst they are sitting in the cold there in the stands. So, what are you being so emoting about? This is going to be a short one. It's going to be a very short one. Stop accusing a guy of being gay when he isn't interested in you. of being gay. No man. Look, it happens. And then, when the roles have shifted, when the roles have changed, and you are the one on out, you send those silly signals that you women like to send sometimes. You're trying to get the eye contact. And then when you get the eye contact, like why do you do that? If you're interested in a guy, go up to him and say, "Jonga puti, dikuwe, funawen, tumwasil, itininto." It's as simple as that. Shoot your shot. We yekubali kuala, umdala foba ubeli kuala. Busy. Yo, chomi yo, lamtu yo, yemo lento tinja chomi yo, asu right man yo, chow tall dark and handsome yo, chow tanisani lazake yo, chow busa baka chow inche bezake chomi. And then, when the guy does not even look at you, he's not interested. You cannot take that L and say, okay, I, you know what? LT is not interested in me. This is what you do. Ask a man, show me, Loana, I think, okay. Uh-uh. man, writing, Like, I am it man, uh-uh. I'm going to go to my daughter. serious. I mean, like, Jonathan Jani, and 
crops. He's not interested in you. Mhlambi osoyithype yakhe, mhlambi khona into angayithandi iyo ngenzwane zakho, mhlambi khona into angayithandi iyo ngempumulo yakho, mhlambi khona into angayithandi iyo ngeaccent yakho, mhlambi khona into angayithandi iyo ngevoice yakho, mani nobe khona mani lento imtenisha off ngawe sisi yabo zezeke izinto. Now don't accuse him of being gay just because engakufuni. Zenzeke izinto. It's the law of the jungle. Some guys are not interested in some women. It's that simple. Sonke apemhlabeni sine types zethu. It is not only women who've got types. Nathi singamadoda sine types fundi. Abanye amadoda athana amachera nendesh. Agcwele nafutha amachera njalo pickup. Amanya machita abawafuna amachere anendeshe funi funa amachere ni flat tummies you understand so sine types singamadoda paphandle just because mna i'm not interested in you ngathi bona nawe stratweni ndingakumisi ndithi ekseyo grand wathi ngathi ni a a i show no interest vesike ndlule nje ngathi bekudluli iphepha icangwamo it does not mean ukuba i am gay mm sisi you just not my type oyiyo i-type yam khangu qualify na ku tournament ye-type zam and this goes out to all the guys like amanya machere do not qualify for e-tournament zamanya machita in terms of types these things do happen so when in detailendo over and over again and this time lando yokuthi it's not you it's me it applies here because it's not you the woman it is me the guy me as the guy dine types is til zamachere and therefore yonke lento is based on my preference it is based on my types so it's me sisi it is not you itypeam nanzi ayipha ayingu itypeam there's nothing wrong with you when are perfect for enye ye out uya understand nam tizawudibona ndinyitsheri dibe interested kuyo yoni ngabe kho interested kum it's the laws of the jungle you move on He out Cheriba is not interested in him after trying over and over again in persuade and persuade. I used to be tetundo ezifani yokuba hayi noba lamdana i lesbian. No, he out accepts and he moves on. Hayi ke nina creatures. Mhm. Chomi, chomi, chomi ndaxelela. Landota ithanda abanye amadoda. Ikhona nje into engayiqondiyo ngayo. Jojo, jonge za skina zincibileyo. They are too tight. Mm sis no accept your l and move on stop accusing a guy of being gay a enga kufuni akakufuni 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 myeke sis move on zinizi types zakho phaphandle but unfortunately it is not this guy lobo mncwasini accept that and move on with your life with that being said that's the end of the podcast thank you very much for tuning in we shall do this next week on episode 9 and remember whatever you do do not lose the child in you <laughs>